Hello, beautiful people. Thank you so much, as always, for clicking on this podcast and this episode of Joe Blogs About Films. We are diving into the TV world this week, and I'm joined by my very good friend, Mr. Joseph Oliver. How are you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, good, man. Genuinely buzzing to be joining you here talking about my favourite subject, I think one of yours. Yeah, I know I've spent the past 30 years of my life watching The Simpsons and doing this <laughs> means it's not been wasted, so that's good. This is it. This is this is where we're finally going to get to unleash the Simpsons within us. Because, listeners, we are going to be talking about the Treehouse of Horror because it's obviously it's Halloween, it's spooky season, and I've really wanted to get something to do with the Simpsons on the podcast. And what better what better way, really, than to go over the Treehouse of Horrors, or in particular, our personal favourites. Um, it's been difficult, though, hasn't it, mate, in terms of just going over... Because we should stress to the listeners straight away, there is a cut-off here, isn't there? Like, we've not gone through every single one of them. Yeah. Do you want to talk about The Decline? I mean, you, it's, if anyone's still a massive fan of The Simpsons now, I, I, I just don't get it. Like, I Because th- it, it, for me, it like just completely... I think I can go up to about 15, 16 at a push. Um, yeah, I kept going for season 20. Yeah? But it wasn't worth it. I think, like you say, you've just got to accept it as what it is, or what it was back in the 90s at its peak, which is just an iconic TV show that was just, there's nothing else like it. There isn't, there really isn't. But there's apparently a lot of younger fans who love it, this new Gen Z and below, absolutely love these new Simpsons. So it's unfair for me to call it, but as a 31-year-old man... <laughs> comment on a cartoon from when I was a kid. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, the first 10 seasons, 10, 11 maybe, were absolutely brilliant. And then, yeah, I mean, these newer episodes are bordering on unwatchable. So. Yeah. I think, yeah, I sh- yeah maybe I, I should be more, to. maybe I sh- sh- should be more balanced with that because if you are a fan still of The Simpsons, that's great. That's awesome. But you can't i'm not going to sit here and have someone tell me oh yeah it's better than what it used to be in the 90s because that's that's not going to wash no absolutely not but the treehouse of horror episodes they're always great uh we like i said we have a cut off i mean we, we've gone over we've picked three each which we'll go over um <laughs> we got again we have to put a little bit of a, a, a warning out there that it might just end up going into just quote city i think you've mentioned that earlier saying it could end up just being all quotes all night <laughs> so we'll have to put out a, a disclaimer there but yeah, so we've picked three. Obviously, we're gonna. You've already mentioned we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about uh, the first one that, that kicked it all off. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for this man. So we'll uh, we'll just jump straight into it. And again, listeners, uh, this podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts as tworss.com. Jump onto Facebook as well. Give us a like and a follow on there by searching Joe Blogs About Films, would you believe? And also hit notification on Spotify to be notified when new episodes are uploaded. And finally. While you're at it doing all of that, leave us a review because that would be lovely. So here we go. Treehouse of Horror, mate. Is, um, it, what, what's the best way to start, actually? What is your favourite Treehouse of Horror? So my favourite is when we're going to jump into a bit later on. It's number five, which, yeah, it's just back-to-back gold. Absolutely no filler. Uh, it's the famous Shining episode or Shining episode, and yeah, by far my favourite. What, what was yours? I think I have to I have to agree. Although I I do really like um, Treehouse of Horror six. Um, that's the one. As I say, it's got. It's speaking of obviously we just mentioned the Shining, the Shining spoof. Six has got uh, the Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace. 
Um, being a fan of obviously Freddy Krueger, that kind of character. Uh, I was going to say around when I was younger. Like <laughs> I didn't mean like that. I just meant as in like it just was a prominent feature in uh, like growing up. I could see my dad's Nightmare on Elm Street collection. I've always known Freddy Krueger, so I thought that The Simpsons doing a spoof. I think anything doing a spoof of something that you love is always great. So uh, I do really like Six, but. I've been reading numerous articles, and a lot of people do say as well that Treehouse of Horror 5 is not only their favourite, but is the best one. It comes at number one in an awful lot of, um, yeah, like charts. Yeah, I mean, just to touch on something you mentioned, most of these segments in Treehouse Horror are based on films. Yeah. And me watching these the first time around have been, what, eight years old? I'd obviously never seen The Shining or King Kong or Cape Fear. So I always saw The Simpsons version first and then cut to me at, like, 18 years old watching these films being like, oh, this is like the Simpsons episode. Everyone's like, no, the Simpsons did it, did not do it first. I was like, right, so that was based on a film. And then you like sat there going, well, this is better. <laughs> the Simpsons is better. <laughs> the Simpsons is always better, 100%. Yeah. No, there is an awful lot of, um, of, of, like I said, spoofs and parodies of, you know, famous films, even like the Twilight Zone as well gets an awful lot of spoofs as well. I think one of the ones I've, I've got to jot it down, which might be even in six, is is a, is a, a parody of a, a Twilight Zone um, episode segment or something like that. Again, which is strange for me, being such a fan of like the likes of like the X Files and stuff. I've never actually watched too much of the Twilight Zone. Um, there'll be people listening to this being like, "He can't do a podcast anymore. He needs to get off." But I mean, still... worse than that. I mean, when I was doing the research for this, was the first time I'd ever heard of the Twilight Zone. Really? So you're in good company. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I said I, I had heard of it before, but. Um, that's yeah, shame on you in a way. I mean, shame on me for not watching it, but you never heard of it. That's madness. But yeah, so the first episode, the first ever, sorry, Trials of Horror aired uh, October twenty fifth, nineteen ninety, um, and it's before uh, it, it, either of us were born. Yeah, before either of us was born. Absolutely, yeah. This is and this is great when because I remember seeing this one for the first time because this again, the first one is is one of my favorites. It's got my, one of my pretty much all time favorite Homer Simpson quote in there. Um, but yeah, this is like got parodies almost of like Portalgeist and Amityville Horror. Um, obviously, we have uh, Bad Dream House. That's the that sorry, that's the the one that parodies Poltergeist and Amityville Horror. Hungry Are the Damned and The Raven. Do you have a particular favorite of those three? Um, of these three, it's got to be Bad Dream House. Just for the quote, we're gonna <laughs> do. I think maybe four or five times during this episode where yeah. Homer calls Mister Flute. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's that for that reason. But I mean. To be honest, yeah, I've avoided rewatching this episode because as a kid, I remember just really not liking it. And I think that is just down to the Raven segment. Like, Really? I was going to ask about the Raven segment because I really liked it when I was younger. Really? Yeah. I just don't get why we're doing a parody of Edgar Allan Poe. Like, let's yeah. have something a bit more up to date. I just, actually, it's not even a parody. They just recite the poem. If you yeah. look on the Wikipedia... The writer for this is Edgar Allan Poe. I, I'm familiar with, obviously, I've not read, too, again, too much of, of his actual work itself, but I know they did, um, I, I was racking my head when I was thinking about this. I was in, I was I was making notes for Treehouse of Horror, and there was a film a few years ago, um, and I cannot, I, I, if it's called The Raven, I don't know if that's right, but there was a film a few years ago where they, yeah, based it all around Edgar Allan Poe, and it was, I think it was like more of a thriller-esque kind of film. I can't for the life of me remember what it's called, but there's a, there's a moment in, in the film when he's, uh, asking people to finish um, finish his sentence, see if they remember his work or whatever, and he's like shouting in this pub, going, "Quoth the Raven," and then waiting for someone to shout, "Nevermore." But every time you hear that, I just instantly think of Bart as a raven. <laughs> yeah, it does ingrained in my conscience for that reason. But yeah, no. But watching it back as an adult, I did like this episode a lot more. 
It is good. I, I yeah. think yeah, there's 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 some good moments in there, and and obviously they had James Earl Jones as well uh, narrating that one, um, Darth Vader himself. So I loved that. I think that may have been one of the reasons again why I loved it so much as a, as a kid. But as I know, I, it, out of out of the three, I would say that yes, Bad Dream House is undoubtedly my favorite of the bunch. But I um, do you know what I actually like quite like all three of these, especially like Hungry Are the Damned with you know Kang and Kodos, who obviously are re- recurring characters within the Treehouse of Horror. They literally have not missed any they've not been there's not been one where they've not shown up for a cameo is there no that's a rule uh they have to be in every trios for our episode apparently really... a lot of times the writers forget and just have to crowbar it in like last minute and you can really tell it doesn't fit the plot or anything but yeah they're always in though yeah i was gonna say sorry that they've nearly didn't were in one uh, i don't know if that's again to do with the fact they forgot but I, I believe that i know that fox execs were like not or at least maybe not them but the producers weren't fussed about putting them in but i can't remember it was that was like adamant like no you have to keep them in it and i think it might have been like one of the ones i might talk about but i can't remember exactly it was either i feel like it was either four or five that they maybe have nearly missed yeah i think there's a couple in four or five where Home ago in five definitely where Homer goes back in time and it just cuts really quickly to Kang and Kodos. And yeah. you have one line and it cuts back. They do that a lot because in that one, isn't he saying let's this uh, that he's saying like oh foolish earthlings, foolish earthling or whatever when he's like jumping back and forth with the toaster. And then in one of the ones I want to talk about, which is is it this one? Is it uh yeah, in Treehouse of Horror Four with the uh terror at five and a half feet. When like the little monsters like ends up on the outside of their ship as well, and it like it's literally just for a, a second that they have that cameo. But this is where we first get introduced to these 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 characters um, in Hungry Are the Damned, and I just love that side where Lisa thinks that they're trying to they're just overfeeding them so they can eat them eventually. And there's that book and the cookbook gag. That yeah, is, that is brilliant. Yeah, just like wait. There's still more space dust on here, and it's just cu- how to cook for forty humans. I think that's what the book's called. Yeah, in the end, isn't how it? to but... cook humans, how to cook for humans, how to cook forty humans, how to cook for forty humans. <laughs> so good, so so good. It's just just genius. Yeah, I I very much do like the first one. It's the only Treehouse of Horror as well to have the treehouse as the setting. Yeah, I don't know if that was meant to be a running theme going forward or they thought we'd only make one and see how it goes but yeah yeah so i think that really does cement it yeah because like the episodes this is it because i think i read as well that they had what they call wraparounds uh which mm. the first four do i think four five do no no not five actually four do um and then again because of like the time slot they got it kept getting cut so they ended up just removing them all together a bit like what they did with the uh the famous opening through the through the uh, cemetery I think after a while they again just ran out of ideas of what to put on the tombstones because they were all really witty tombstones. Yeah, I read that. Apparently the amount of effort they were putting into making those jokes for like what five seconds. They just thought, <laughs> let's just let's not do this. But there are a few good ones. I mean, the one that sticks in my mind is R.I.P. American satire. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Well, there's uh was the last one. TV violence and loads of bullets here or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they they were great, and that to me again, like the music, obviously of the theme, the theme of the Trials of Horror being all like kind of sci-fi and 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 alien esque sounding in comparison to its usual theme is a nice touch on it and does bring you straight in. And they have that like evil classic laugh in the background for like Trials of Horror and then screams and stuff, which it just gets you so set up for Halloween. Because we were saying before we started the call, I, I started <laughs> I started way early watching these again. Like I was in September, I was like, ah, oh, sod it, I'm gonna start watching them just to like 
um yeah just to get into the mood and such with it um and uh, they're just they're just any time of year any time of year if an episode is on that's a treehouse of horror i'll just i'll just watch it yeah same but yeah so the the other thing that they changed before i say we do dive into some of the other ones is obviously marge coming out at the start as well yeah on the, the stage. first is it three or four episodes think, she'll come yeah. out and give a warning or homer will because in the in the first one um they genuinely were worried they were going to scare kids, didn't they? That's why they did it. They legit thought they were going to scare much younger audience. Uh, yeah. And then obviously people didn't listen, and that was the gag in like the second one, wasn't it? Where Marge is like, "We didn't listen to me last time." But I did read that Marge coming out of one is also a parody of the original Frankenstein film, which I obviously haven't seen. I read yes. that on Wikipedia. Yeah. But yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's that was a parody in itself. So quite meta. Love a good meta gag. Love a good meta gag, but. Yeah, they just it's. I can see why they changed it up because we do. We have had some excellent, excellent episodes. I mean, just touching on more recent, um, what's upcoming? Like, have you seen details of the most recent one that's due to come out for this trio? They're doing like two, aren't they? I saw it on Twitter. I meant to send it you. And the animation does look mental. Is it like some hentai? It's the thing? Death Note one, isn't Death it? Note. They're doing Death yeah. Note. Yeah, that, that looks. I saw that earlier. I thought that looks great. But I believe as well they're doing. Uh, they're doing it, aren't they? They're doing um, another actual, like a full. Is it two episodes? I think doing the yeah. spoof of it and Krusty's obviously Pennywise, which it's the first time the Simpsons have announced something. I'm going. I'm probably going to watch that. I think that it's gotten a lot of traction. Like they're yeah. advertising it quite a lot, so yeah, I'm de- I am gonna make out. I'm gonna watch these two. Yeah, but you can see why. You know what I was saying there is that they cut these segments down earlier, or cut them out, I should say, so they could make longer stories within these like three sketches or skits or whatever. Um, so it's it's benefited. It's it's nice though when you do when we, when you do. It's almost like I don't know about you. It's it's the same with the couch gags. So if you know The Simpsons that well, you know what episode you're going to watch. It's almost like when you watch the Trials of Horrors, depending on how it starts, you'll be yeah. like, okay, it's this one that we're going to be seeing. Like I, um, my, my wife's like fuming that uh, we're not doing, is it, did I say Trials of Horror 9, was it? Was it 8 or 9, I think? Yeah. It's my just... wife's fuming I'm taking up the living room to do this. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Very, no, I asked her what her favourite Trials of Horror was. Absolutely dead behind the eyes. That no was... idea what I was talking about. But yeah, no, my, yeah. So my wife is actually pretty fuming that we're not talking about. Um, I swear it was it. It's the one where it's fly versus fly, and um, I've got the list here. What am I talking about? Uh, fly. Yeah. So it is. Uh, it's eight. Sorry. Uh, and I like the opening of that one with the uh, the fox sensor guy, like just being like laughing at the jokes, then be like no, and then yeah, like, proper better laughing there. And, and apparently they did have a lot of problems with that one to get that one actually through censorship. In nine. Remind me what's in nine. Uh, it's eight, sorry. It's, it is season nine. Oh, eight, it's, it's, it's eight. Um, so it's the home Egger man, uh, Fly versus Fly, uh, which obviously uh, both of those are parodies of, of uh, the Omega Man and the Fly. And then Easy Bake Coven. Um, I think it's Easy Bake Coven that sways my wife. She just oh, loves. Yeah, Marge, we're not gonna which... we're not gonna sit here and talk about a Marge episode, are we? Come on. <laughs> but I, I I can't remember the exact details as to why. They struggled so much with the censorship for that one, but they did, apparently. So, Yeah, that one doesn't... It's not as violent as the others, the ones we're no. going to talk about. I think it might have been to do with the actual fly itself, because obviously that film's pretty harrowing. Um, if you've seen the fly, it's... Uh, nope. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it gets a bit... Towards the end, it's like, you know, prosthetic and fantastic, you know, makeup and prosthetic stuff, but it's just nightmare fuel, so... But yeah, anyways, we'll dive into uh, the first choices. Um, you, you go first, man. Yeah, just before we jump into that one, in 
Hungry Out of Damned. Do you think it was a bit weird watching Lisa ask for shrimp? Being the strict vegetarian she's always been. Like, I know it comes in later, but yeah. I just, when I was rewatching, I was like, that's really weird. I, I've actually not thought about that until you've just said it, if I'm being honest. It must be, I'm going to re, I'm gonna end up rewatching it and be like, oh, that's jarring. <laughs> yeah, just stood out. Right, okay, number three. So this episode, I think, was more my choice than yours. Well, that's what so this trip. is season four. Season four. Yeah, but and the Simpsons here are just really hitting the stride. Every episode is just banger after banger. And for me, this is the first Treehouse of Horror that absolutely smashed it out of the park. Yeah. This is the uh, first, like, absolute golden one. I do like three, don't you? Because I, I, I was saying to you that three's got uh, Clown Without Pity, which is obviously almost as a parody of, I said, Living Doll and Child's Play. But uh, that, it, that, for me, like I said, the, the, the sequence of that clown, I remember as a kid, this was probably one of the ones I've, I remember seeing, you know, as one of the first maybe Simpsons episodes, because I forever wanted to watch the one where Bart gets a clown, uh, gets Krusty, the, the, the action figure, and it tries to kill Homer. Um, just, I remember seeing this very young age, but I, I love that whole that whole section of, of this episode, especially when Homer's in the bath singing, like, my baloney, I know, first name, it's H-O-M-E-R. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. just, it's just a great episode. Top three Treehouse Horror segments for me, easily. But this this one's October 92, so have you been born yet? I'm no. one years old at this point. You're no, still... I- I'm still waiting. I, I I actually get my first Treehouse of Horror. Um, I, again, I probably won't have watched it, given I've been under twelve months old. But uh, four would have been my first. first. living my first living <laughs> Treehouse of Horror. <laughs> but the other thing in in Clown uh, in Clown Without Pity that I absolutely love is um, the, that quote, the famous quote that the, the doll's trying to kill me and the toast has been laughing at me. <laughs> so good, so so good. But like you say, this is when Simpsons was absolutely on top form like in that in those in those early seasons so it's almost like everything they put out was like i say in particular season three anyways because i love the as we said we love the early season but three's got some it's just belter after belter it's like when you get the dvd or whatever you play all and you don't have to do anything yeah so so good but um yeah actually speaking of that shout out to disney plus who uh absolutely saved my lockdown with every episode of The Simpsons on the back catalogue. Yeah, don't know how would have got through it without that. Yeah, but there is a line in this one, Joe, which I think really resonates with you. Uh, and it's when gran- it's Grandpa's turn to tell a story and Bart says, Grandpa, why don't you tell us a story? You've lived an interesting life. He replies, that's a lie, you know it. But I have seen a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah. Thought, yeah, that's Joe, that. <laughs> that's great. That's That's King Homer, isn't it? That is King Homer, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a line! That thank you. I, I'm honoured if I'm being honest. If if I can <laughs> if I if I can fit that into a, an any day conversation with someone, uh, that would be awesome. Just whipping that one in there. <laughs> so good. And it's also got Matt Groening's favourite line ever in a Simpsons episode. You is can it? guess what it is. In King Homer. No, no, just the full episode. Oh, the full episode. Mm. Oh, good. Is it in King Homer though? No, no. Okay. Okay. It's Dal Z for zombies, if that helps. Okay, so is this the... No, is it? Is Dal Z for zombies the one where um, everyone gets wiped out or is it where they raise the deads? It's to raise the dead. Is it by any chance the line where he shoots the zombie Flanders? That's Um, exactly it. That, honest to God, listeners, I didn't know what I did. (laughs) I've not looked into that at all. Um, it's just, it is an incredible line when Bart turns and says, Dad, you shut, you shut the zombie Flanders. 
He was a zombie. He was a zombie. <laughs> so, so good. <laughs> That's great. I love that. I did not know that trivia fact at all about uh, Matt Groening's uh, favorite line. That's ace. Yeah, but yeah. So going back to the original, this is. I think, like you said, this is the last wraparound. So yes, they yes. are at a Halloween party, telling scary stories. Love Bart's costume here at the start. He's dressed as Alex DeLarge from Clockwork Orange, putting on a very good British accent as well. He is. He does very well himself. Um, but yeah, like you said, this is a parody. Apparently, it's a parody of five different films: so Twilight Zone, Living Doll, Trilogy of Terror, Child's Play, and Gremlins. I have not seen any of those. How about you? I've seen. Well, I've seen. Um, obviously, I've seen Child's Play. King Kong. Uh, I didn't. The list I had didn't mention Gremlins, but I've definitely seen Gremlins, and I can. I can see that. Uh, obviously, now the Living Dead. I've seen Pet Cemetery, and I, have I seen Return of the Living Dead? Maybe I haven't actually. Then I've definitely seen Night. There's not many of those, anyways. It's like yeah, <laughs> I lose count. But no, there's there's a lot of parodies in there. But I, King Homer is a good one, though. Like as much as um, like I said, I, I I do love. I think I, I think my favorite out of them though is Clown Without Pay. Just for I say that nostalgia hit. I was just chatting about there, like one of the first yeah, ones I saw as so a kid. Good. So this um, is it's Bart's birthday. Homer forgets to buy him a present, so obviously goes to the House of Evil store because that's where you go for your kid's birthday presents. <laughs> And that leads to the iconic, one of my favourite lines in it, from the frozen yogurt gag. Yeah, yeah. Take this doll, but beware it carries a terrible curse. That's bad. <laughs> but it comes with a free frozen yogurt, which I call Froggurt. That's good. The Froggurt is also cursed. That's bad. But it comes with your choice of topping. That's good. That's good. The topping contains potassium benzoate. <laughs> That's bad. Can I go now? <laughs> yeah. I love that so much. It's a good back and forth, a good exchange. It is very entertaining. I, I do like it when, because again, that in fairness, then yeah, that that is very um, similar to that. There's the Gremlins uh, parody there. Is that where the Gremlin comes in? Right. I, okay. Yeah, because it's it kind of just reminded me when he gets uh, gi- like uh, Gizmo for the first time. It's in a shop, awfully uh, yeah, re- reminiscent of, of what you see in the Simpsons there. Yeah. But yeah, it, I just absolutely. Such a good episode. And like you say, the door's trying to kill me and the toast has been laughing at me, which makes... So you think, like, the family finally going to pay attention to him and he's saying, but no, he's throwing that last bit in at the minute, last minute. The toast is laughing at him. Just so good. It is. It is brilliant. We, we were actually incorrect, sorry. The last wraparound is Treehouse of Horror 4. Oh, is it? Okay. It's the one um, which is... Oh, with Bart in the museum. Yeah. Right, yeah, with the yeah. paintings. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's uh, Treehouse of Horror... Uh, Three there, sorry, is um, it's good. Like I said, I know, I know we've not, like I said, listeners, we, we've picked, like I said, we're not going to be going through, chrono- we are going to go through chronologically the ones that we've selected, but they're not like literally, we're not going to be going through like one, two, three, four, five or anything like that. But we have got, uh, yeah, we're to and fro in a little bit, especially because the ones I picked, there's, there's, I think I've got, is it, yeah, I've got uh, towards 10 actually, I've got, I've got nine on my lists, which, um, yeah, we'll come to that anyways. But uh, nine genuinely shocks me that you chose nine. Re- I think because what it was is I was looking through them all. And uh, I, I I I do like nine. Like I think there is some there, there's some, there's some good there's some good little moments in there. Oh, not even moments. There's some good just like full the sections. I do like the yeah nines yeah yeah. But before we jump onto that, just quickly in King Homer, this is obviously a King Kong parody. I've never seen King Kong. Does it come close to King Kong? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. It does the job, I say. It is obviously they don't get married at the end, obviously, like like they do in this. Uh, right, like, okay. You know, the, the monkey, uh, the, the 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 monkey obviously dies in King Kong. Spoiler there, if you've not seen if you've not seen uh, King Kong, obviously yourself there, Joe. Um, but yeah, no, there's nothing like that at the end of it. But it's again, 
it is very close. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Cool. I just I get I like when Mr. Burns with the with the gas as well when he like throws uh, the yeah. boys. I was dancing in the gas one day, whatever it is. Says or or one of my favorite lines in that is with Smithers when. Marge comes to join on the boat, and then uh, is like, uh, "What do you think? What do you think for this? I think I think women and semen don't mix. We know what you think. <laughs> we don't know what you think. Yeah. Such a good one. But yeah, that's because Marge answers an ad in a newspaper to join Mr. Burns's hunting expedition. Did yeah. you see any of the other ads in that newspaper? No, no. So there's a per. Oh God, I'm really sad. There's a personal ad in there below it, which just says, "If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain." Oh, nice. Call this number. It's just a nice little touch in there, yeah. Yeah. I like, uh, what was I going to say about the, um, uh, it's completely gone. I was going to mention something about, about um, King Homer, but it's it slipped my mind. It'll, it'll probably come back at like some later at later stage or something. I'll jump in and save you by saying, we. I found this odd, but this is Matt Groening's favourite ever Treehouse of Horror segment, King Homer. Really? So his favourite mm. quote is from, obviously, the... Dazzy for zombies. Favorite yeah. ever segment is King Homer. It is pretty. It is good. So, oh, that was what I was going to say. There we go. Other quote from Mr. Burns when uh, he says, "Oh, we'd never leave the baits that the the bathing bathing, bathing beauty." beauty. <laughs> <laughs> Covered that one pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> just great again. Again, this is Simpsons on fire. On fire. Exactly. Just back to back. And you're going to take us into episode four now. Yes, Treehouse of Horror 4 is my first choice. Uh, again, as I mentioned at the start, the classic, classic opening through the graveyards. Like I say, it's, again, this too is the last time I think it's used. The the couch gag for this one is where they break through the floor of zombies. Love a good couch gag, as I was saying. You kind of know which one you're going to get with this. Uh, and as we've just mentioned as well, that the wraparound to air quote um, is, the, is Bart going through those paintings, which is a spoof of Rod Serling's Night Gallery. I've not seen that, so I am assuming that they've done a pretty close job to it, though, as as, as they usually do. Um, and again, like there's even though we don't get the classic intro of the other few before, where Marge comes out and says like, "Oh, you know, pretty scary, go to bed early." There is a moment when obviously Bart's talking, she interrupts him, and she's all like, "You need to be warning people that this is going to be scary. Why don't you tell them to go and listen to that War of the Worlds audio book or whatever?" And he's and out the radio, the radio um, broadcast, which again when you know the background of that 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 caused mass panic when they first aired war of the worlds on the radio people genuinely thought that it was an actual invasion so yeah go listen to that instead I just, again just a, a little nice touch having marge feature in that um and and i, I just like i say with the, the the painting aspect of it and you say we got homer's interaction in there every now and then and yeah it, it's a good uh, wrap around but the first one or i, I, I can i'll list the names of obviously the the three um, segments in this. You've got The Devil and Homer Simpson, uh, Terror at Five and a Half Feet, and Bart Simpson's Dracula. Out of those yes. three, Joe, have you got a particular favourite? Um, controversially, it's not The Devil and Homer Simpson, which is, seems to be everyone's favourite. For me, it's Bart Simpson's Dracula. It is a Just, good one. I think Grandpa in that one is steals the show and I, get, I think carries get, it. He has that line... We have to kill the boy or whatever. And How did you know he was a vampire? <laughs> He's a vampire. <laughs> so good. Yeah, but no, yeah, I'm really glad you uh, chose this episode because it's a rare Conan O'Brien episode. So yes. he only wrote four episodes, um, but these four, man. So this is one of them. He wrote New Kid on the Block, where Bart falls in love with his next door neighbor, Laura Powers, and Homer tries to sue an all-you-can-eat-fish restaurant. Uh, he wrote Marge versus the Monorail. Which nice. we don't need to we don't need to go into detail on that. It's one of the best. He wrote Homer goes to college, 
which is my actual favorite episode of all time. Really? And yeah, and he wrote um, Trials of Horror 4, which you're going to tell us more about now. Trials of Horror 4 is good. So Conan, because Conan, how long did he, I think, again, was was this his last season with the series? Yeah, so he, he was a producer more than a writer. So he only did, wrote these four, but he produced countless. Because mm. his show had gotten quite popular by the time that this one was airing out, I believe. It was, yeah. So there's the I Didn't Do It episode where he actually plays himself as a talk show host on it. Yes, and that's I think right. that yep. was his last yep. real cameo in The Simpsons. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, yeah, it, it is a good one to say. So it's definitely definitely one of my favourites. Uh, if uh, We've already said that we do love Five so much. We'll, we'll come to Five in a second, but this is, again, one of my favourites. You've already mentioned that Dracula, the Dracula one is your favourite, but we'll come to that. We can save, obviously... Um, save that for last, as they do in the uh, as they do in the actual show itself. So we'll start with the devil and the, the devil and Homer Simpson. Uh, and again, just before this, when Maggie puts the uh, pacifier in uh, in Bart's mouth, it's like <laughs> spits it out like the devil. Uh, so this one revolves around Homer selling his soul for a donut, which leads to a hellish court case for the rightful owner of his soul. Now, I love that Flanders is the devil just to start with. Yeah. Always the ones you don't expect. Always the ones you don't expect. It's uh, just a nice little touch. And I, I, again, with that, when that first, when he first comes in, and then you've got um, Mr. Burns looking on the cameras, being like, "Who's that? Uh, who's that goat-legged fellow?" I, I like the cut <laughs> of his jig, and he's like, "It's Prince of Darkness, sir. Is your is your eleven o'clock?" Um, this the other thing as well that I always like about this episodes are like weirdly. I don't. It's not that I like it now, but as a kid, it's it's the fact that Homer swears in this one. Homer swears. Where does he swear? Yeah, it's when he, he they realise at the start he's obviously daydreaming and, he's, and we get the famous pure genius and he's daydreaming about the donuts on the cat on like the catwalk or the fashion show, and then he wakes up and he's, there's no donuts left. So he goes back to get his emergency donut and it's got the note saying, "Dear Homer, I owe you one emergency donut." Homer, and it's like bastard. He's always, always one step ahead of me. Yes. Yeah. But obviously, when they air that on uh, on Channel Four or wherever it's on now, Sky. Ah, uh, that's probably why. Yeah. It's just never there. It's just it's always cut out. But no, it's um. It's, it, no, the, the, I think the 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 best the, the there's a lot in this episode that is really excellent. Uh, in particular, when Homer does, you know, when Lisa's all like, you know, I need a fair trial, and then he ends up going down to um, to hell for for a day or whatever it is, uh, with with the donut machine and stuff, and just making him eat all the donuts in the world. It, it's just stuff like that that like I, I absolutely find just, just the, the cut to him finishing the last donut yeah, in the world yeah. 200 stone. <laughs> it's just hilarious but i think that that for me personally that court the court case itself is just absolutely just incredible and getting lionel hutz involved as well um, one of the best minor characters in the simpsons yeah. again is he still knocking about or is is he was he another one that kind of got that retired i should say i think he got retired um yeah i don't think he's in many of the later ones no, he's uh, he's just a great, like I say, great minor character. Like I, I know this has done a previous podcast on uh, best minor characters of Friends, but Lionel Hutz, if we did a Simpsons one, he would be up there for sure. Yeah, he is definitely up there. Um, I, just, I like the fact that when he walks in, as <laughs> a couple combing of things, his hair with a fork. That's exactly that was one of the things <laughs> I was going to say. Like I think that is an excellent, uh, excellent introduction. But when he's like, "I watched Madlock in the bar last night, and the sound wasn't on, but I think I got the gist." <laughs> like it's just that, or like when. 
he steps up to do his like opening speech or whatever to defend home and he's like but i ask you what is a contract webster defines <laughs> it as an agreement under the law which is unbreakable which is unbreakable <laughs> excuse me i have to use the restroom it's just it's just absolutely fantastic like i said that that whole court sequence and we have a nice little touch at the end as well obviously that kind of you know that, that, that i think makes simpsons such a a, 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 a you know kind of not yeah, relatable but also just much enjoyed show is that personal touch the fact of obviously it is a family and the fact that the the, the way that they you know, get around this loophole of the yeah. devil owning his soul is the such fact a that already, sweet sweet yeah. ending it's just he's like pledged it say to marge already and i think it's just that that's again one of the reasons why we love the simpsons so much because as much as the nonsense that homer puts marge or puts the family through or that he puts himself through they still have that close connection and i know it's i'm probably looking way too into it just for this one moment but i did i did think it was a really nice uh like loophole that they worked around uh for, for homer to get his soul back but in doing so he does have a head as a donor <laughs> <laughs> which he keeps picking up yeah. which he keeps picking that yeah i'd love a uh i i i obviously i don't collect them as much anymore but i do like to collect every now and then the pop vinyls uh we have I have one Simpsons pot vinyl, which I'll, I'll mention obviously when we get to it, because it's a Treehouse of Horror one. Um, but I would love it if they released a Homer with a donut head one. That'd be amazing. A donut one. I'm sure they have, you know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's people who are avid pop collectors listening to this particular Simpsons one and going, he knows nothing. What's this guy? Who is he? <laughs> no review for this guy. I'm going to Google it eventually when I get a chance. And if I'm wrong, I will, uh, on my next episode, I'll be like, sorry, listeners. Hey. <laughs> So after that segment, anything you want to add? Sorry to the 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 devil and Homer Simpson. No, I just really like the reason Homer doesn't have his donut um, because Lenny and Carl decided to throw them at an old man for kicks. Yes, and then it just cuts to Grandpa being chased by seagulls with donuts yeah. on his back. I, he's like, "I'm not dead yet." Whatever he says. <laughs> yeah. This again, Grandpa Simpson popping up in these episodes. It's like it's just these one moments that just again steal. They set him up for just perfection all the time. Yeah, I think one of the best. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Again, another. Is it? Would you put? Would you? Would you class him as a minor character, Grandpa Simpson? Nah, he's a Simpson, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, fair. He's fair. in there. Following uh, the uh, the Devil and Homer Simpson, I'm just making sure I've not missed anything from my notes. We have Terror at Five and a Half Feet, which, as we've mentioned earlier in the podcast, is a parody of Nightmare of Twenty Thousand Feet. I've not seen this. I know it's a, obviously a, a plane and not a bus. That the that film is centered on, or the the scene, the sequences, or whatever is set on, but I've not seen it again. It's the Twilight Zone, so apologies, anyone. But I'd imagine again, it's this. Well, it's going to be the same plot, just Simpsonized. Um, yeah, so parody of Nightmare of Twenty Thousand Feet. This one is where Bart is the only passenger to see a monster on the side of the bus, and it is again Otto in this one. He I, I, absolutely just for me, Steen. I think that as much as it's Bart's. Bar orientate, orientated, um, Skinner and Otto, I think, steal this for me. Yeah, Skinner is a brilliant minor character. Um, I do like at the end, I mean, no spoilers, but suggesting that Bart spends the le- rest of his life in a mental institute to teach him some manners. Yeah, like right or wrong, your behavior was disruptive, <laughs> <Yeah>. young man. <laughs> Look at the bus. Look at the bus, I tell you. Um, but yeah, no, this one... It's not one of my favourites. I think it dips here between Devil and Homer Simpson and Bart Simpson's Dracula. It's just... um, And I think any episode about Homer kind of jars for me a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's just... Each to their own. You're wrong, but each to their own. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, 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 do, I do like Terror at five, five and a half feet. I'm trying to think if I... Because I know you love Dracula, and I'm like, I think... Drac- I do like the Dracula one, but again... 
towards the end of that one, we'll come to it in a second, but towards the end of that one, it dips for me, Dracula. Okay. We'll, we'll come to it. We'll come to it. Um, obviously, because, um, yeah, Terran at five, five and a half feet. I, I, uh, I, I quite like the music in this one. It's very sinister, very intense. That kind of like, uh, each time that Bart looks out the window, it's just this constant, almost like countdown over like this just over, over beat of, uh, strings and such where, where you can see the monster, but no one else can. And I just love how the monster is constantly like staring and smiling or like hand gesturing at Bart or whatever, like just to wind him up or like not wind him up just to, to terrorize him even more. Um, I think the episode starts as well with a, a nice little, uh, couple of, couple of lines between, uh, there's, there's a Bart line and there's a Homer line. Obviously when I think Bart wakes up screaming, he looks down, he's like, I hope this is sweat. And then um, Homer shouts again. I think uh, is it this one? No, it's not this one. Are you thinking of Freddy Krueger? Yeah, I am. Yeah, <laughs> we'll come back to that in a second. But I hope this is sweat. Is definitely this one. Yes, that is this one. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, no, the, the other line. So there is a line from Homer that I do like. It's when he's obviously got all the stuff from like the marine, and he's like, "I was just sitting in some guy's boat." <laughs> like, um, and then you've got the uh, nice moment from Otto in this that I love where. Bart's like, there's a gremlin on the side of the bus, and he looks out, and it's Mole Man driving. He's like, oh no, he's Bart, dude, and it's like just rails him off the <laughs> just road. Just kills Hans Mole Man. Yeah, it's really. Do you remember uh, how old Hans Mole Man is? Oh, don't do this to me. Um, no, I was going to say like eight. Um, he is thirty-one years old, same age as me. Bloody hell! I, I don't know. I, my I, name, I felt like my, my name's Hans Moorman. Drinking has ruined my life. I'm thirty-one years old. <laughs> there you go. Like I wanted to go. I, I was like thinking. I was like, I'm sure it's. It's almost like, is it a trick question? Is he just an old chap? But then I was like, no, no there you go. There you go. Um, the other, like I said, I've already mentioned about Otto and, and, and Skinner stealing this. And just again, a couple of lines that I absolutely love in this is you've got, obviously when they're all looking out the window to, to try and see the monster and then the camera's like panning, panning across and then Otto is just at the end and they're like, <laughs> hey, who's driving the bus? He's like, oh, I'm a memento, por favor. And then obviously runs over to start driving. But the the other Skinner line, apart from what you were saying about, you know, the, the teaching him some manners, the mental institute kind of thing, is when he comes over and he's like, now I've got a word that a child is using his imagination and I've come to put a stop to it. <laughs> <laughs> just great. But... I do, I do like this segment. It's not, it's not one of my favorite out of all of Treehouse of Horrors, but I do think that I know what you mean about it potentially like dipping a little bit because I guess there's only so much you can do with this one because it's only one setting. Obviously, it's just on the school bus, so it's limited to what they could do with it. But obviously, at the same time, trying to keep it close to uh, Nightmare at twenty thousand feet. Um, but yeah, it's all right. uh, nah, maybe I've discredited it. I mean, there are some very, very good one-liners in here. Yeah, definitely. Um, and finally, we have Bart Simpson's Dracula, which is obviously a parody of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what what is it that you love so much about this then? Um, I think it. I've obviously never seen uh, the original Dracula. However, just everything about about Homer in this is brilliant. Um, when they go into Burns' mansion initially. And Marge says, has everyone washed the necks? Yeah. <laughs> <Thanks> <laughs> and out this rag, which is disgusting. Oh, yeah. They get there and, um, yeah, Burns makes it obvious he's going to sacrifice them. And Skinner, and Smithers says, you need to take your hand off the button. Oh, yeah. Son of a... It cuts out, yeah. <laughs> cuts. Yeah, and Grandpa, how do you know he's a vampire? He's a vampire? Ah, oh, kill my don't... boss. Do I dare live out the American dream? And they <laughs> yeah. stab him in the crotch. I was just going to come to that. You say about <laughs> some 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 fantastic horror moments in this, but when he like takes the uh, the stake and drives it into his crotch, take that vile fiend! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dad, that is crotch. 
Um, but the other thing, uh, the other part of this I like is at the start when they've got the news report about obviously people being found with like neck wound, neck, two marks on the neck, blood's been drained out. This black cape was found at the scene, which reads Dracula. The police are baffled. We think we are dealing with some supernatural being, uh, most likely a mummy. <laughs> like, just burning all this stuff from the from the museum. It's uh, And again, Mr. Burns on the news report when they're all back, oh, he's he's bought the, the blood bank or whatever, and he like leaks out oh, precious blood. <laughs> like, it's all there. All the signs are there. But it's a, it's a very it's a very good one. You've also got super fun happy slides. Oh yeah, I really shouldn't pull this, but yeah, I'm and then be here again. We've obviously been speaking about book gags earlier. I've seen the first one with how to cook for forty humans. I love the the book gag in this one where like Lisa's trying to chat, chat to Bart about Burns being a vampire, and then there's a book and it says "Yes, I am a vampire" by Morris Burns. <laughs> like I just just again just a great gag. Such a good episode. But yeah, I mean Treehouse of Horror Four. It is it is grand. I, I do I do really like it. It's one that I sometimes forget not not forget about. It's just that I like like I say I love what we're going to come to in a second. There's some other ones I I do also like I said the early ones like one and two and such and three, um, but. When I watch Far, I always forget just how many good moments are actually in this episode. Yeah, I think it gets shadowed between three and five. I think you're it, right there. It, it does deserve think, talking yeah. about. I, you are, you're probably dead on with that because, like I said, three is great. And we're going to come to five in a second, which, as I've said, is arguably the best one ever. Um, yeah, Far probably does get overshadowed, yeah. Unjustly. Yeah, you could jump to five, mate, if you if you want to if you want to talk about five. Yeah, should I say the reigns on five? So for me, this was definitely my choice. This is the best treehouse of horror of all time one of my favorite simpsons episode of all time no filler just back-to-back gold i mean there's tons of very memorable moments in this one i mean um what's your favorite segment in this then so what's your favorite part of the episode oh oh five i mean apart from the shinning because obviously it is the shinning i think then it's gonna have to be nightmare cafeteria yeah, that was surprised me. A lot of people love that, and I think that's my weak part of the episode. Really? Not as in it is weak, it's brilliant, no. but I just think Crime and Punishment is much, much better. It's just a full Homer episode. Yeah, and we do get to see some crazy old like multiverses that are absolutely, that again, have some wonderful moments in there, but I, I, I don't know what it is about. Obviously, The Shining is the is the best of, of this. And I love the fact that it's the, that it's the first one of the bunch. And it's funny because uh, pre COVID days, well, what were they like <laughs> uh, in 2019? Like me and the, obviously my wife we went, we went away for the weekend and we got back, we went away for around Halloween, but we got back and we really wanted to watch the shining. So we watched the shining. And then straight after we finished that, we put the Simpsons, we put this trio so far on to watch the Simpsons parody of it. Just for, just for why not? Eh? Just, just to compare. Yeah. Just, just to critique. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, the Shining is the best one, but I, I I like like you, I like all segments in this, and it's so easy to see why people do think this is the the, the best of the bunch. Yeah, definitely. Um, a little bit of trivia. Apparently, someone in Congress, Congress, U.S. Congress, is complaining that there was too much gore in The Simpsons, specifically itchy and scratchy episodes. So the writers made this one as gory as possible to piss them off. And I think <laughs> you can tell this episode there's a lot of axe murders. There is, yeah, because the, the, that's that's the running gag in this one is obviously that that Willie constantly yeah, gets there's an arc axed. that Willie will get stabbed in the back in every single episode. Yeah, and it's great. It's absolutely great. I so, said like the what is this, the last time when he gets uh, and he gets hacked and he's like, oh, I'm, oh I'm, I'm bad at this. I'm bad at this. Yeah, but like I also love. I mean, we, we have to talk about The Shining because again, you, have you seen The Shining for starters? 
Yes, I have Hallelujah. seen The Shining, but I hadn't seen The Shining before I watched The Shining, but yep. neither had Matt Groening, so all the references really? were completely lost on him, so he didn't get this episode. Oh, that's that's surprising. <laughs> the Shining, starts to finish, brilliant. My favourite segment of all time. Um, yeah, and I think in terms of parodies, this one does stick very close to the original film. It does, yeah. It's it, it is it's it's just glorious. Like I absolutely love, um, especially when Homer's you know actually like you know possessed or in in kill mode or whatever. And obviously we get he gets the famous like here's Johnny line, but then he's like David Letterman and stuff like that, and it's just like absolutely. And then Grandpa again, Grandpa again. <laughs> Hi David, I'm Grandpa. Like just and that whole opening as well of of them of like Monday and they're driving and it's like did you did you and they're really the, eerie like cut in between yeah like it's like a stab almost like a really sharp almost like strum across a violin like it's really 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 ace but that cut say monday and if she forgot to lock the front door and then the tuesday it's like when you lock the front door did you remember the back door it's like don't know <laughs> and it's like cuts again and then i think i think it's on wednesday isn't it where they, they just carry on it's like we left grandpa at the at the gas station it's just, just nothing just and then keeps... it goes to the background and goes what about grandpa <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh and also like uh, again Talking, we spoke about Mr. Burns and his some fantastic lines that he has in these. Uh, when they obviously take the, the, the t- turn the cable off and take all the beer, and Smithers is like, maybe this is what sends everyone crazy. He's like, mm, maybe. Well, I'll tell you what, if we, if we come back and everyone's dead, I owe you a coke. Or it's like, it's just great. But no, this yeah. is very, very close to to The Shining. Yeah. Yeah. So the Simpsons go to look after Burns's mansion, and just like in The Shining, Homer starts to go crazy because of as you said, lack of beer and TV and the house turned against him. He gets crazier and crazier until Mo tells him he will give him a beer if he kills his family. And that uh, produces maybe one of the best scenes in Simpsons history for me where Marge finds Homer's typewriter and he's typed feeling fine. Yeah. But then it like cuts out and is written, no TV, no beer, make Homer go crazy. It's just, especially... Especially when he comes in and he's like, hello. <laughs> yeah, no one notices that bit, but he really politely shouts hello. Yeah, hello. So I mean, good, and yeah. So what do you think, Marge? All I need is a title. <laughs> no he's TV good. and no beer make Homer something, something. Go crazy. Go crazy. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> and then the sound effects by Dan Castellanato when Homer goes crazy. And I'm not going to attempt. It's just no, brilliant. No, it's just, it is just absolutely it's it's a voiceover genius yeah it is i think this is my personal favorite like treehouse of horror um sketch or whatever you want to say parody i should say i think that they just did it so well and it is it's hilarious it's just it's just fantastic so so good so yeah homer does that knocks himself out by falling down the stairs marge locks him in the fridge but the gores drag him out and now he tries to kill simpsons again and this is like you said where you get that Here's Johnny seen three times because he keeps breaking into the wrong room. And so, yeah, he says, here's Johnny, David Letterman, I'm Mike Wallace, I'm Molly Safer and Ed Bradley, all this and Andy Rooney turn 60 minutes. <laughs> and uh, he does that because they're all chat show hosts and the original Shining, here's Johnny, was referring to Johnny Carson, who was a late night TV host in America. And that is the only film trivia I have. <laughs> I got it in there. <laughs> that is awesome. That is great. I love it. It's, uh, it's brilliant. It is undoubtedly, like I say, the best, um, the best Simpsons Treehouse of Horror uh, segment for me. Anyways, yeah, re- just top, top. It is. Can you remember what Will, what what Willie's time is? Oh, uh, four and five. 
So yeah, so good. Yeah, four and five. It's great. Yeah. When uh, uh, he says like, "Don't you mean shine?" and he's like, "Do you want to get sued?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah. Good. No, I'm just gonna say yeah. My favorite, without doubt, hands down. Yeah, it's grand. And then you've got what is it? Crime and punishment after that. Yeah, this one's Time and Punishments. This is a parody of The Sound of Thunder, which is a short story which I haven't read, and I assume you haven't either. Nope. Nope. <laughs> but it was on Wikipedia. Um, but yeah, there's two lines in here that are ingrained in me forever. So if I ever swat at a fly, I will have to say, stupid bug, you go squish now. That reminds I... me of my brother when he was a kid, because obviously when he was younger, he watched Simpsons, but when he was really young, he'd, he'd say that, like, just on and off all the time. It's just so cute. <laughs> Yeah, and whenever I'm making toast, I have to say, time to take her for a test toast. <laughs> and it's just ingrained, I can't get it out. But uh, yeah, this episode, it's a nice relaxing morning, and Homer gets his hand jammed in the toaster twice. Fixes <laughs> the toaster, but accidentally turns it into a time machine. And I love this line. Uh, it's such a good line where he says, I'm the first non-Brazilian person to travel back in time. I absolutely love it. I spent ages on the internet trying to find out what this joke meant, and it doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't mean anything at all. Apparently, it was originally I'm the first non-fictional character, but they decided to change it to Brazilian. And I I prefer Brazilian. I thought it was good. Yeah, nice. And then, because he gets told he's the second, is it, as well? Yeah. By Peabody and some American cartoon? Yeah, yeah, it's gone. Yeah. I can't remember, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, then Homer goes back to the time when dinosaurs weren't just confined to zoos. But... but it's going to be okay because of the advice grandpa gives him on his wedding day. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Again, grandpa. God, so many great so ones. Good. If you ever travel back in time, don't step at anything because even the tiniest change can alter the future in ways you can't imagine. <laughs> that's what you need on your wedding day. Yeah. I remember I got that advice as well. <laughs> <Did you? laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but Homer then kills a mosquito, which unfortunately makes Flanders the unquestioned lord and master of the universe, which Homer obviously takes issue with and has to go to the <laughs> Reen Education Centre. And did you notice what's on the banner outside the Reen Education Centre? Oh, I've, I need. To, I feel I. I've watched these recently, and I don't. I, <laughs> I've clearly not taken detail. Uh, no, remind me. No, where the elite meet to have their spirits broken. Yes. And I think that was on the wall outside our old office. So that's why I'm <laughs> I love it. Got to get that in there. Oh, lovely. Ba-dum-bum. Yeah. Thank you. But anyway, yeah, Homer escapes with the wiener gag, which is such a good gag. So there's dogs chasing him. He pulls out some sausages out of his pocket, eats them, and gets a big speed boost. Yeah. And yeah, eventually he keeps going back in time to change things, gets different futures. One where Willie is obviously murdered with an axe again. And. Eventually gets close enough to the real present, but everyone has lizard tongues, which you'd take. Ah, oh, you'd say. I, I, like, I just like the one when he goes back and he's like, Marge, will you pass me a donut? Donut? What's a donut? <laughs> and he starts like screaming and then like, you look out and he's like, oh, it's raining again as all the donuts start falling from the sky. It's just, like, so just, good. So good. Yeah. I mean, and then it's Nightmare Cafeteria, which your second favourite. Yeah. I, I, do, I, I, think, I think it's because, like I say, that this one... This show has worked I've seen so many times. I don't know what it is. I feel, I feel like out of all of them, I mean, I feel like the, the time and punishment one is the one that I've constantly just seen the most out of these three. Even though I watched The Shining, as I mentioned, I, I specifically watched this one for The Shining. I just remember always seeing 
whenever if ever like it was on TV or whatever, or if, if someone was watching it, I'd always seem to like walk in whilst time and punishment was on. And I think it's just because I have that you know when you just over overwatch something maybe. And then you what you turn it off before Nightmare Cafeteria. It's oh, all the that, same episode. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's like, oh, I've done with this. Yeah, no, it's uh <laughs> It's it, it's all good. It's all it's all great. I do, I do really like I do like this particular treehouse of horror. But I I do quite like this cafe, the, the nightmare cafeteria one. Just like the again, just for some of the lines that are in there. But the, the storyline themselves of of the teachers deciding just to eat the the, the children because they were like running low on everything, pretty much. Yeah, I don't actually think this is a parody of anything, is it? This is just I, a story. No, I don't think it is. It's uh, apparently it's a parody of. Soylent Green, which is a 1973 dystopian uh, thriller film, which well, again I've, won't I've never. Surprise you to know I haven't seen that. Yeah, I, I have. I've, I haven't either. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just, again relying on the internet right now. Um, I'm assuming it has to do with yeah eating people, maybe then. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, but yeah, no. I mean, I say this is the weakest one, but it's still gold. I mean, this is just the best three houses for her. Oh, Love yeah. the Willie arc all the way through. Just yeah, brilliant. Yeah, no, it is good. So, Trials for a Five, like like we said earlier, it is one that uh, always pops up at number one in the, in the slots of, of, the, of the countdown. So, I'm so always it's all more surprised. From here. <laughs> I'm always more surprised at which ones aren't included in the list. Like it's like like yourself, you're saying, can't believe I've gone for like nine or whatever. But um, I still I still like yeah. it. So I just can we just talk about episode seven quickly because I was expecting you to pick this, so I didn't. But we've missed such a banging episode. Um, I think we've messed up. The thing and I, where Bart has an identical twin, uh, which Homer and Marge keep in the attic just for the Doctor Hibbert moment. Yeah. You've not you've not seen the uh, you've been so long since you've been around people you've not seen yourself in the mirror or something along the yeah, lines. Yeah, holds up that. empty frame, punches <laughs> him in the face. It's just that shot, that one frame of just the empty frame and Hibbert just staring through <laughs> it before the punch comes that I absolutely just, you mean hysterics before the punch comes, but it's just, yeah, the the thing and I is, is again, a good segment. I do, I do like, like I said, I, we, we love all the early Trials of Horrors, um, mm. but yeah, so this Trials of Horrors 7, yeah, you mentioned the thing and I, which again, that is, that's, that's not a parody of anything. That is just its own thing. Mm. Yeah, that is. And then there's Genesis Tub, which it's a Lisa episode. So, Maybe, Maybe that's why it's is, not on our list. Yeah, I think that's it. It's not, and it's not so much again that it's just a Lisa episode that I'm not bothered about it. I just, I, I'm not fussed by this one at all. Like this whole, obviously, it's the one where she ends up creating her own like world essentially with a tooth and some coke. Is it? Yeah. Um, it's got some good moments here. Like I like the bit when uh we get those like POV shots of of like when the little ships come out and they start flying around the house and start attacking. Uh, Bart, obviously, the the destroyer or whatever, I think. Is it Bart that they start shooting? Yeah, yeah. Bart's yeah. the devil. Lisa's um, God. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this is what... Because the way I did it, you see, when I when I was going through my... Um, making my choices, was ones I did like all three of, rather than, oh, I like that one. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But um, or at least try to keep it to that, because don't get me wrong, like I'm not saying that everyone in particular that I picked are, are all bangers, but, uh, well, they're pretty good. <laughs> Sorry, I completely derailed you. We need to talk about episode six. Oh no, you're all good. Uh, just very, just quickly before we do move on to to the sixth one, but the seventh one, the final one is Citizen Kang, and that's the one that... where they, uh, yeah, they they both big try. They're running for president or whatever. They take human form. 
Yeah, for me, this is the second best Treehouse of Horror segment. Um, yeah. So it hurts that we haven't paid more attention to this. But yeah, this is where uh, Kang and Kodos um, take the bodies of Clinton and Bob Dole and run for election. Yeah. There's just so, so many good one-liners here. I just like, like it when they, obviously, they, they take Homer and then they spray him with booze and kick him out. <laughs> I just feel like no one's going to believe you now. You're a drunk. <laughs> no one will think. believe your story. Yeah. Rummy. But like when they're holding hands walking down the street and such, and everyone's like, why are you holding hands with your opponents? <laughs> we are merely exchanging lung protein strands. <laughs> yeah. I love, um, yeah, Bill Clinton, my, his speech, my fellow Americans as a young boy, I dreamed of being a baseball. But tonight I say we must move forward. Not backwards, upwards, not forwards, and twirling, twirling towards freedom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I think I think the reason why it's not in here is purely on the the uh, the middle one. Yeah, the Genesis tub. Yeah, I think that's what yeah, it is. Fair. Yeah. Um, but yes, before that, obviously, because that the the Trials of Horror seven aired ninety six in ninety five, we had um, Trials of Horror six. Yes, <laughs> which uh, which has uh, a good couple of my favorites. In fairness, I think all three I would put in in my top ten. Anyways, um, so you've got Attack of the Fifty Foot Eyesaws, which is great, uh, a Nightmare in Evergreen Terrace, which again is great, and then you've got Homer Cube. That's Homer Cubed, yeah. I, Cubed, I knew you'd yeah. take this one because of the Freddy Krueger parody. Yeah. So I left this one to you. Oh well, thank you very much, good sir. But yeah, it's uh, it's a good one. It's a very good one. I so say the opening's got a Sleepy Hollow reference. Obviously, you've got uh, the, the the you know headless horseman riding away. Obviously, pulls up the head of uh, of, of Krusty laughing and throws it at the screen to reveal the title cards. Um, and then the couch gag for this one is the Simpsons that are all hanging. Uh, Did you think that was a bit dark? Do you know? What? I was just gonna say like I forgot about this, and when it started. I was like, oof. Surprised they let that one come through because yeah, yeah, it's, I was five years old watching this. Yeah, it's very uh, like I said, the, the, my previous one I think I selected. Obviously, I said that they, they came through the floor as zombies, which you're like, that's fine. That's not yeah. bad. That's not it's not going to scare people to death. But no, um, yeah, this uh, yeah this one does um, have a bit of a dark start. Yeah, so it's so that's that. Uh, and then the first one of this segment is Attack of the Fifty Foot Eyesaws, um, which again. Uh, I think I don't know if it's, if I just have a thing about like just things coming to life or something like that. Like obviously with you know this is this oh is mate, a... you should watch Toy Story. Oh, you would I've love heard that film. Really good things about it, you know, like really good I, things. Just before we jump onto this, uh, Homer Cube came out before Toy Story, so just the animation in there is so impressive, and I mean the three D world Homer goes into. Yeah. But also the real world, just for 1995, I think the CGI is amazing for that. No, I have to agree, because that's one of the notes that I, I actually made for that episode. I was like, I, I do think even now, like I'm still pretty impressed. And it's, I think it's just great as well, because we're so used to seeing them as 2D characters, um, mm. to see them in, uh, it, to see the, some of these characters, obviously I know it's only Homer and, and Bart for a little bit, but to see them in 3D form, I, I really like about this, ep- in, in that particular segment anyways of it. I just think it's great. Yeah, so so good. But yeah, that's the last one. So yeah, well, should we start with Attack of the Fifty Foot Isles? Yes, which is a parody of Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman. Um, obviously, with this, this revolves uh, around a storm which brings Billboard to life, following Homer stealing the lad lad's donut. Which again, because that's how it starts, isn't it? Obviously, Homer's going to get the donut, and then uh, he wants the um, colossal donut. I believe it is. Yeah. And I just again love that when it's like, oh, you're a colossal donut, and I'm gonna get a colossal because he like wants the one that he's got this, <laughs> this huge billboard's got. And then so was, good. 
And like when he goes to steal it, the stockings on his head, he just looks yeah. so weird. Just like why? Just a big, big fan of that. Like I just like it when the storm kicks in. Obviously, just after home has been all like, "What are you going to do about it?" And then like Lad Lad comes to life and then lets out the Godzilla roar. Like I just think that's is great. that what it is from Godzilla? Yeah, I just love the Godzilla <laughs> roar. I think it's grand. Um, and then obviously following that a little bit later on, obviously as more of the you know billboards come to life, uh, there's just some again some excellent ones. Obviously, you have the I can't remember which beer it is, but obviously the cowboy that starts like just like squashing people with the, the neon cowboy starts squashing tourists yeah. with, with his I beer bottle. Ken Brockman's my favorite. Yes, I wrote that down. Coming as well, to but kill Ken Brockman. I also really like the zip boys jumping off the building and then the heads <laughs> are too hellies. Hellies? The, the heads are being too heavy for them. He's like, fellas, fellas, where are you going at this hour? Hey, don't scratch up those heads. <laughs> like, like, just again, just really, really excellent. Uh, you've already mentioned as well about the Ken Brockman billboard. Like, just that moment of Ken Brockman obviously on the roof and then behind him you can see him cat, like obviously see the young Ken Brockman that like goes down and then com- comes up at the other side of him and gobbles him up and he like cuts to like we'll be right back or whatever it says on the screen <laughs> I think uh, my my final billboard that I really enjoy is the peanut one where he's just picking up vehicles and like opening oh, them yeah. like but yeah so obviously Homer steals steals this which these whole course of events happened on the back of this and you've got Marge asking him where'd, where'd you get that and he's like get what the giant donut oh, I acquired it legally you can be sure of that <laughs> and it just, same, just goes on from there these billboards come into life and even like Chief Wiggum gets a good laugh in this one when he when the uh, the, the, bas- the, the high school the, the captain of the high school basketball team yeah and he just shoots yes. and he's like that wasn't a billboard chief that was the captain of the high, sc- high school basketball team well he was turned into a monster <laughs> but I, I also just finally with this I really like that it's a nice little jingle that saves the day. Just, yeah, just don't an advertisement look, Just don't look. I think it's just, again, one of those, a bit like the monorail song where you just end up singing it after watching this episode. Yeah, but no, it's a good episode. Very, very good start. It is. But it's a good, it's the a good next one, start. Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace, I think, is my favourite from this. Yeah, and uh, as the title goes, this is a parody of Nightmare on Elm Street where Willie is Kruger, haunting and killing children in their dreams. And again, much like The Shining, this has got... Like, because I, 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 at the time, being young, I would never have seen the Nightmare on Elm Street films. I was watching X-Files at a young age, don't get me wrong, but there were certain <laughs> things I weren't allowed to watch, strangely, like, thanks, Dad. Um, so, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street wasn't one that I actually watched until I was much older, which I still find to this day a little bit scary. <laughs> a bit weak. Yeah. Um, but I, I obviously I... haven't seen it, so um, <laughs> all the void of it is that creepy. But does, does that come close to the parody? The what was that? Sorry, the the this one. This episode come close, yeah. Yeah, it just I think that it doesn't. It doesn't. I think that the concept is is the same. Um, the way that Willie is transformed into Kruger again is similar. Obviously, there's a boiler room involved or whatever. Or like the fact that I think the the, the difference is obviously he sets on fire. Willie sets on fire in this like by accident or at least by humor humor by homer's stupidity of turning up the thing which i'll come <laughs> don't to touch second. willie yep like we love that line but yeah so like in the in the film like the the the, the law of freddy krueger is that obviously he killed killed children before he became the nightmare that he was and then the parents of the town got together burnt him alive and that's why he haunts elm street whereas in right, this obviously okay. I, I do like the fact in a way that it is still the parents fault that willie dies in this because they don't do anything you got you got obviously millhouse's dad like talking about school lunches he's like i don't want millhouse to have two spaghetti meals in a day <laughs> or whatever it is like and and willie's like just sat there politely like, burning <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah so the, 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 so the concept of it all it, it just 
it's just great. Like I love the shadow of, of Willie at the entrance, like when Bart's playing with um, with Santa's little helper, and it looks just like Freddy Krueger, obviously with the with the claw hand. Obviously, Ollie in this, he's got a rake, and it's what is it? Nice to Glad rake to rake your acquaintance. Yeah, it's just great. Very good. And this is what I was trying to say from earlier on, where Bart wakes up screaming, and then Homer yes. says, "Bart, is that you?" He's like, "Yeah, take out the garbage." <laughs> like, just this little line that's just great. Um, and then, obviously, following this, obviously Bart starts explaining to the to the classmates he's having this dream of the the old groundskeeper Willie that that vanished and he was in his dream and he's you know he's got the scratch on him and everyone else is saying what he did. You got Nelson that's like he uses floor buffer on me and he's <laughs> he like shiny. shiny. Um, <laughs> and then uh, when Martin finishes his uh, test and he goes for a nap, obviously at the desk after Miss Grubopple tells him to and. That sequence, obviously, obviously, you've got him choking in class as Willie's tongue's wrapped yeah. around him in his dream. You've, mast- you've mastered a dead tongue. How yeah. can you handle a live one? <laughs> yeah. I just like the fact that after, obviously, he's obviously dead on the floor, and then Principal Skinner's like, wheel him out quietly. It's best if children <laughs> don't see. And as they move him, the, the like, sheet falls off his face, and he'll start screaming. He's like, just get him out of here. And he's like, not into the not kindergarten. The kindergarten. <laughs> like, and, a, and a more high pitched like, scream. Yeah. And then, like, it then cuts to obviously uh, Lisa and uh, Lisa and Bart when the gnomes tell Marge, um, about this and she's all like i don't see what that has to do with groundskeeper willis like we didn't mention him and then she goes on to tell the tale and this is again one of my yeah. favorite quotes where it's like it all started on the 13th hour <laughs> of the 13th day of the 13th month <laughs> like and this is where we get the the fantastic uh, do not touch willie good advice when yeah they, they, march weather yeah where they're all going in to talk about the misprints on the school calendars or whatever it was yeah, it's like, so that's yeah. why it's the 13th month yeah it's just absolutely so good incredible writing um it's a great final showdown in this as well, obviously, the fact that obviously Bart and Lisa and co, uh, and in particular Maggie, obviously, who does in fact save the day, um, just obviously wanting to go and take him down. And just that addition of Krusty as well, where they're playing football or whatever it is, or the touchdown or whatever, the, 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 and all that's yeah. kicking off. Um, don't dream about me no more, kid. Yeah, don't dream about me no more, kid. But what my, again, one of my favourite lines towards the end of this is the, like when Lisa, when Bart realises obviously that Lisa's fell asleep and they're both caught and she's like, goodbye, Bart. And he's like, goodbye, Lisa. I hope you get reincarnated as someone that can stay awake for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it just, it, Maggie saves the day and then, you know, we cut back obviously to, to normal outside, non-dreamy life and when Willie gets off the bus and he's all trying to be terrifying, but he's really not. It's again just... I don't it, understand that ending. Yeah, it's, 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 a bit, it's just a bit left field, isn't it? It's like he's supposed to be dead. Why is he back? I don't understand. He's going boo, and he leaves. He leaves his gun on the bus. Yes, yeah. it's a great segment. It's a great parody. It's again, it's up there with the Shine. I think the Shine and obviously Pips it because it's very close, very close to the film. Uh, but I, I do like uh, Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace. I think it's uh, yeah, I think it's a good one. Do you have anything to add? Sorry to that one or? Um, no, I think you have nailed that one. But yeah, no, such a good episode. Really good, really good. Uh, finally, then, in this one is Homer Cubed, where Homer enters the third dimension via a portal behind the bookshelf whilst trying to hide from Patty and Selma. And again, I believe this is a parody of The Twilight Zone. Could be. It could be. I'm certain it is. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to just double-check two seconds. Uh, the Lost Little Girl, yes. It's a parody of The Lost Little Girl, which is part of The Twilight Zone. So there we go. I'm glad I was right. <laughs> one of the many, many few times I have been. Um, again, this one, I think all three of these I really love. And I, I do quite like this one. Again, as we spoke about, I love the fact that we do get to see them in the third dimension, get to see the characters. Like you said, the the animation and whatever that they did for that pre-Toy Story, pre-Pixar doing Toy Story 
is pretty mm. good pretty good work um homer trying to find a hiding place at the start because patty and selma are coming again a, a great running gag with all of the simpsons is this like you know the dysfunctional relationship that he has with patty and selma i think it's great there's again some excellent lines throughout the season and there is another one in this one which i'll come to but trying to find a hiding place obviously you can't go into the closet because that's where bart and lisa, oh, are, lisa are and i, I love it when love, he lifts up the rug i just say, when he lifts up say that, yeah. yeah when he lifts up that rug to see snowballs and they're just growling back i think it's great um <laughs> and then speaking of oh this is it yeah of course it's a twilight zone uh spoof because the when he goes behind the shelves obviously he says that's weird it's like something out of that twilighty show about that zone uh, okay. <laughs> there we go i knew i wrote the quote down so how did i forget that it was um and then speaking of patty and selma lines this is the this is the line that i, that I really dig from from this episode is where they're trying to work out where homer is it's like it's a place i've never been before and they <laughs> the shower the shower <laughs> <laughs> hey um, and then Flanders even gets a good line in this one again. He's like, well, as the tree said to the lumberjack, I'm stumped. Oh, that's so good because Marge gets him because he's got a ladder and it cuts to him just <laughs> foot hiding everyone else being and then delivers that very good line. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's great. And then uh, I think, sorry again for all the quotes, but I think this <laughs> is my favourite quote of, uh, of this whole Treehouse of Horror, I think, episode where yeah, Professor Frink is trying to explain the third oh, dimensional yeah, stuff was like going. here is an ordinary square and then chief was like whoa 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 slow down egghead like i think it's absolutely <laughs> textbook i i i i just really do like this again this very simple story this 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 idea of having homer trapped in the other dimension and having bart going in to try and save him but then to bring homer into normal like life i should say like the the mm. real world to air quote at the end just again, the street in america yeah so it's again, it's a little jarring, like seeing him, but I love it all the same. And I, I don't like think, fact. yeah, I don't think I liked it as a kid. I th- yeah, I think I remember it freaking me out a little. Yeah, especially because he looks so out of place. He does, yeah. Fish Fox, out of water for sure. Yeah, apparently Fox were really against doing his last shot with Home in Real Life because it was really expensive. Was so it? the shot they used, he just got a crane in the middle of the street, didn't close traffic down, and just shot it once and left. Oh. So apparently did it really on the cheap. And if you watch it, like some of the car- some of the real people turn around to look at Homer when he's not actually there. Not to oh. be a pedant or anything, but that's the animation. But yeah, um, yeah, Fox were really against it. But I thought it was such a good ending. Apart yeah. from when he's in when he's walking down the street and goes into an erotic cake shop. <laughs> Are they a thing? Because that's in Friends as well. I was gonna say it's for Emma's friend, birthday. Yeah, they accidentally get an erotic cake, but yeah. is that? I don't think that's a thing we have in England. I, I could, I've never seen an erotic cake. I mean, I'm definitely going to look for one after this <laughs> podcast now, just to see. And again, when's your birthday? It's coming up. Actually, it's my thirtieth. In fact, next. Uh, so, if you want to get me an erotic cake for my thirtieth, I'm not going to say no, mate. It's February. Yeah, February. <laughs> Listeners, Sweet. it's February. <laughs> I get bacon. <laughs> yeah nice no, it's a good episode it's a nice it's, it's a it's a good ending i do like it say again homer being all like crab 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 as he like vanishes again really good and uh yeah such a good episode and nothing us, they've not done anything like that before since so good one of my favorites which i will let you take the floor for the for the next one that you've selected i think is it, it is i'm out of selections are you out of selections i'm out of selections yeah mine were three and five Oh, I thought you had another one for some reason. Sorry, sorry. No, well, I think then. I was gonna tr- I was gonna crowbar as much as I could say about uh, Citizen Kang, but I've done that. So 
Okay, well, we'll 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 finish up then with I know we've we've obviously what we we've missed off. So we spoke about before we come to my one then, I just want to cover the ones very quickly we we've not spoken about, which we have already covered, obviously Trials of Our Seven, which is the thing in I. Um and then obviously comes Trials of Our Eight, which my wife loves for the easy bait coven. Um I, I I'm not too much of a fan of this one. I, I like Fly versus Fly. I love Again, there's there's some cool pop vinyls out there of of Bart as the with the fly heads. Um, oh, and... what Bart thinks will happen when he's the fly? Yeah, when he's yeah. got a six pack and he's jacked, but he actually turns into a fly with Bart's head. <laughs> that'd be yeah, that'd be that'd be an interesting pop if they released that one. Yeah, pop vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that then uh, yeah, Isabel Coven's got a cool pop vinyl of Marge's a witch, which uh, we desperately want to get, but it's quite expensive now. We missed his chance. Um, but speaking of pop vinyls, I have one from this particular one that we're going to come to now, which is Treehouse of Horror Nine. Which you're surprised? Why, why is it so surprised about this one? Oh, for me, it's just quite low on the list. So I am. Um... Yeah keen to know what you liked about it so much maybe it's just because this is this is season 10 now and yeah. i think maybe my subconscious is telling me that we're about to start going really downhill yeah 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 i think because if you look at the just before we do dive into trials of our name if you look at like some of the ones that come up after it obviously trials of our 10 you have i know what you diddly diddly did which again is all right but it's a bit that's a good one yeah yeah Desperately Zeking Xena again. That's that's all right. Again, I, I like the collector in that collector. one. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, and then you've got Life's a Glitch, Then You Die. Um, which... Where Homer doesn't stop the Millennium Bug. Oh, is that the one with all the mutants? That is... No, that is the one where Homer doesn't stop the Millennium Bug, all the technology in the world ends, so the world's going to blow up, and... Marge and Lisa are sent on a plane to the Mars to recreate yes. Pogledia, yeah. and Homer and Bart are sent to the sun to make sure they die. Yeah, yeah. I, you see, I, I'm not too fussed on that one. No, like you say, we've got to pick the ones where it's three good episodes and yeah, not yeah. missing. So we'll come back then to Trials of Horror 9, which is my final selection. So thank you for putting up with this, listeners. I hope you've enjoyed our endless Simpsons quotes. I think this <laughs> might have to be your first two-parter, Joe. Yeah, it could be in fairness. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll judge it. We'll judge it. <laughs> um, so for this one, Trials of Horror 9, the opening couch gag is Freddy versus Jason in this one. Um, and the build-up to it as well, it's like the normal Simpsons uh, opening, opening title sequence. However all the characters pretty much die on the way to the house. Obviously, you know, mm. Bart ends up flying into, uh, I think, oh, does he get, does he get like run over? So one of them ends up in like, the, he falls off the skateboard. Um, Lisa goes flying into the house, like the garage. <laughs> yeah. Like next to the basketball hoop. Yeah. And then Homer gets run over. And I think as he's getting run over or like coming up to get run over that, that that's when Marge and Maggie do the pip and yeah. they like bang into him, obviously and run him over. And then obviously it cuts to Freddie and Jason, which again, as an Nightmare on Elm Street fan, and even as much as that film is pretty trash, Freddie versus Jason, I, I liked seeing those two together and just like, where are they? Where are they? they should be here by now. <laughs> I think it's a great little couch gag. Um, so the first segment, uh, the first segment in this is hell to pay or hell to pay i should say Very um, good. which revolves around snape who is sentenced to death and his hair is given to homer as a transplant which is possessed by snape as he seeks revenge on those who witnessed him being arrested which is a bit harsh on snape i don't i would like why what you know if you think about it as like a as actual like, that was strike three uh he's caught smoking he's also blown up an orphanage and Cannot oh, remember the first one. The orphanage line. That, that was self-defense. <laughs> like, I just, I think, I, I mean, as in, it's quite harsh on him swearing revenge on the people that just witness him. Oh yeah, very true. I don't I do care about that. him being 
you know, whatever. All that's great. I just, I really, I, I like the kind of guitar motif as well when they come in like freeze, go back, like, like, you know, like <laughs> just love that as stuff. Um, no, that is good. But I love how he only notices uh, a poo and mo. And yeah, then and the then Chief goes, don't forget Bart. <laughs> that is good, yeah. And then obviously it turns into like, I think, because what I notice as well a lot of the times with The Simpsons is they always kind of make fun of the, the net, their own network and Fox. Mm. And like, I think this again is another kind of jab at that when like they're turning, they're turning uh, someone's like death sentence into like a TV reality show kind of thing. Yeah. It's a nice little swipe. And I'm sure Fox are used to it by now with all that kind of stuff. Like there's some great lines. Like my, my personal favorite Simpsons is the X-Files episodes. And like when Bart and Homer start having a laugh about Fox putting on some good TV or whatever it is, whatever he <laughs> says, they're always in there. There's some good jokes. Um, but I like the transplant sequence. Obviously when Homer finds out he gets the trade, he's like, Marge, my donor came oh, in. We're yes. like, what, what, what's he going to get? And he's like, obviously this is fresh human hair or whatever, which is already smoking. And then he's like this. And then he gets the medication. He's like, this will make the operation a pleasant dream. And then punches Homer and takes the medication <laughs> takes the himself. Oh, it's good. It's good. Uh, we then obviously cut, obviously as Homer's getting his transplant, everyone's like absolutely amazed by his hair. But obviously, as we know, the, 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 the hair, starts to uh control him turning him into snape and he goes off to make his kills i haven't covered all of the kills and particularly because mose is very quick obviously he just walks in obviously i know it's the second kill that he makes by you know sticking the uh yeah corkscrew in his heart or whatever heart. do you but just want I to love... mention um i think i've probably just stood on your toes there what You're fine. You're fine. what mo's eating no no you, i didn't i wasn't gonna no. Mention that, yeah. no wow so when uh a poo goes into the quickie mart in the first scene he says hey poo you got any cereal for people with syphilis? And then when he's being murdered, he's eating a cereal and uh, the brand is called Penicillos. And I thought that was so good. <laughs> Very good gag. The other one, the one I was going to mention about, um, the only one I really wrote notes down was Apu's death. Um, and it comes obviously when Chief Wiggum's doing the report and he's like sipping the slushy and he's like saying about <laughs> how Apu didn't suffer whilst like it cuts he's like seems he suffered to me chief and his like legs are hanging out of the slushy machine he's like oh lou how long you let me drink this thing and then carries on drinking it. Of a step. <laughs> yeah that's really really good uh, obviously it all transpires as, as it does that the, eventually comes to uh to to wanting to kill bart and he's like you know they're like no killers can get in or out and then you know i, I like when lisa runs in tries to explain what's going off and then marge cuts her off just like oh off. lisa everyone's figured that out by now whatever it is um and then best, you know, best thing about this scene is when uh homer finally gets the hair off yeah and it jumps on bart's face and homer is just <laughs> punching bart in the face and he's like that's my face you idiot and he's like idiot <laughs> like he's just and so strangles him. and then uh, when the police want to do the final shootout with him uh, with the with the hair so it's like doing like a you know classic over the top death sequence of like arms wearing mm. in the air as the bullets fly through it it's a nice little sequence it's not the best triata for it but i do quite like it i think it's got just some great moments in there that um yeah as i've touched upon as i've touched upon with uh, yeah with with that one yeah i think again this is a parody this is another parody which i, I think it, the parody is the same name as well um hell to pay which, oh, really yeah it's uh it's amazing stories it's a parody of which is an american anthology tv series which was created by mr steven spielberg oh wow not his best work i imagine yeah i i wonder i don't know if it's a full-on toupee but again i've not seen it so i i can't fully comment on that and again if listeners you have do uh do let us know. No um, one's seen that. Come on. <laughs> so then after that, we have the Terror of Tiny Toon, 
uh, which I, I do quite like this one in fairness. I'm trying, I'm looking at all, I, in fairness, the last one of this is my favourite. So Terror of Tiny mm. Toon uh, is where Bart and Lisa use plutonium as a battery for their remote and end up inside the latest Itchy and Scratchy episode as the mouse and cat aim to teach them a lesson. Uh, this is this is great in fairness. Anything for me, again, something about these kind of stories where if it involves characters going into something else, you know what I mean? Like the fact that yeah. we get the Simpsons inside an Itchy and Scratchy episode... I think it's great, and again, it just it, there's so much possibility they could do with this that I do feel they do nail they do nail it. Um, it just gets off to a flyer though, like when you got Krusty coming on about to introduce the episode, and he's like, "Tonight I'm going to suck your blood." <laughs> After like reading the card that's in front of him or whatever, and then you've got Homer dressed up as a as a hobo, and Marge is like, "Oh, oh I Homer, love you're not going to go as a hobo again, are you? Going where?" And then when she takes the batteries, <laughs> he's got the bloody harmonica. He's like, "Mama took those batteries." Like it's again off to an absolute flyer. But you know, when they do end up in the cartoon world, obviously after using the plutonium. I find it super entertaining. I think that, again, you probably could say that you know what to expect, what's going to happen, obviously, with Itchy and Scratchy. It's going to be just mayhem or whatever. Probably violent. Yeah, yeah. and it's just nice. I think it does hit every one of those classic cartoon tropes that you'd expect it to. Yeah, and even this one has a moment where we get to see the Simpsons in the real world again, obviously, when Homer starts flicking through the channels and they end up falling in that soup when we get the, my eyes, my beautiful eyes, (laughs) which which, again, I absolutely love, but... I always used to say that one of my things that I wish The Simpsons did, or in particular that Matt Groening did aside from Futurama as like another show, was I'd have loved it if they did actually did an Itchy and Scratchy spin-off. Okay. I'd have just, and I, I know that that's like saying, well, what's the point? It's like a spin-off within the show itself anyways, but I just think, I don't know, I think that there could have been a bit of potential with it. I mean, even if it lasted for a season, I think it would have been quite cool. Yeah, I don't know how much mileage you get out of it. Mm, that's probably but why I they think probably as it. a concept... I do yeah. like it as a concept. There's, there's, there's obviously they must have. They, they probably will have had discussions of potentially doing that. And you're probably right in saying how much they could get out of it. Is maybe mm. the reason why they didn't. So, yeah, fair. But yeah, I, I just like and I like how um, it just comes to the end where the itchy scratchy end up escaping the TV as well, having fed Bart's body to a bunch of piranhas, which then gets reversed <laughs> and such. Uh, but when they come out of the TV, that into the Simpsons world, they're, they're just tiny, just normal animals. Yeah. You know, Itchy being put in the hamster cage. That's right, isn't it, Itchy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just loves it and starts sprinting. Yeah, and then Scratchy ends Scratchy up Scratchy falls nuded. in love with Snowball too. Yeah, we're going to have to get you nuded. No! <laughs> it's just, just a great just a great little uh, little segment there. I, I, do, I do quite a lot. See, see, you judge me on nine, but the next one, the next yeah, one. Yeah, it's not as bad as I made it out to be. Yeah. Starship Poopers is the last one. Which... The best one. Oh, where to begin? This is the episode that I have the pot vinyl from. I have Maggie with her tentacles. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Vinyl, which is, again, this episode. I remember this was... Did you ever get the Simpsons VHSs as a kid? Yes. Did you get this one? Yeah. Well, I would I have got was... the Halloween special one, not the series. Yeah. The, cause I'm I not think, sure if it came I think in this love. particular episode was on that... Is it called Simpsons, like... Raw... I don't know. It had something in the title anyways, but it had Jerry Springer. Too Raw for TV? Yes, yes. God. Yeah, I do. I did have that. <laughs> well done, well done. Uh, so Maggie begins to show extraterrestrial features, which is revealed that March was impregnated by the alien Kang, who returns to take back his daughter. All ends on the Jerry Springer show, where all hell and laughter unfolds. Let's be honest. That's that's what we're here for. That's just the best <laughs> part of this. Um, but I I really again 
classic Homer line of "Look, Marge, Maggie lost her Maggie baby lost legs." Maggie lost her baby legs. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, so this whole thing of like when she's teething and it's and they're all like, "Oh, let's just," and it's like that huge like fang that's like yeah. coming out of her mouth. And then when she obviously does start showing those, you know, extraterrestrial features, I should say, it's just it's just great. And then when they turn up, you know, Kang and Kodos and Omo answers the door and he's like, "Oh, great, Mormons." <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Um, and then it obviously transpires, obviously the explanation and such of uh, of how you know it came to be that Marge was impregnated by him, and he's like, "You intergalactic hussy, how could you?" And he's like, was he better than me? <laughs> Do you remember um, the most common spawning locations of the species? Do you remember what they were? There's four of them. So there's an airplane bathroom. Yep. There's the backstage of a movie theater, which Marge chooses. A friend's wedding. Yep. No, what ends? <laughs> There's one more. It's the first one actually that you've, it, first you've got. One. So you, you've already mentioned said the you've said the alley behind a porno theater, which is what they what they choose. A friend's wedding, airplane bathroom, but there is one before it. And you no, you're gonna have to tell me the back seat of a Camaro. Oh God, of course it was. Yeah, so that's the apparently the most created common spawn in uh, locations of our species. <laughs> which again, nice touch, love the gag. Uh, I also like the fact that when Margie telling the story, she's like, "When without warning, I was abducted by aliens." Like warning, warning, warning. <laughs> you are about to be abducted. Um, and there's just again, like say these jokes as a kid that I would never have picked up on. But when the intimidation says intimidation complete, and she's like, "Really? That seemed awfully quick. What are you implying? Nothing, nothing." Like as a kid. Over my head, way over my head. That's now, why it's so good. Like as a series, the stuff yeah. you love as a kid and the stuff like your dad would love. It was just it catered for everyone, man. Yeah, it's amazing. And again, like we're leading up now to you know when Bart's like, there's only one person that can solve this, and it ends up on the Jerry Springer show. I love this sequence, all of it from start to finish. You know, from the from the 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 excellent job they do of. You know, bleeping out the expletives, the punching, the mm. stuff. Even the fact that you've got the classic. You know, when Jerry Springer's when he's talking to the to the like to Homer, for example, to the guests, you've got the other person in a backstage booth, obviously, where on the they show can't itself hear anything. they can't hear anything. But then in this one, he's like, <laughs> "I hear all." Like that <laughs> is absolutely wonderful. And then uh, the the final touch, obviously, after when Maggie starts attacking Jerry Springer and he starts swearing, it then cuts to Marge where she says, I'm so I'm sleeping so embarrassed. embarrassed. It's absolutely <laughs> golden. And uh, it's again, it's it's probably my favourite of these three and it's up there, this episode. I absolutely love it. Um, what are your thoughts on Starship Poopers and this episode as a whole? I think you've turned me around. I think it is a good episode. Starship Poopers, obviously, so, so good. Um yeah, and when Jerry Springer goes to the audience and that woman says, I've got a question for that gross thing, whatever it is. And uh, Jerry Springer says, Homer? No, the space <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, yeah, that whole segment is brilliant. Like, And the big fights at the end, obviously ending in uh, <laughs> killing Jerry Springer. It's just it, it's yeah. just golden. I think you've turned me around. This is a good one. Yeah, I'm glad in a way that I've included it because it was only it was by chance because I started writing notes for the um, Trials of Horror six when then I like was flicking through them and then remembered about this one. I put started with Hell Two Pain. I was like, I forgot that this has got some absolute belters in. Um, but yeah, that there are selections, anyways, man. And you know, we we can touch upon so like very quickly before we do wrap this up. Obviously, just some of the other ones if, in terms of any favorite moments. I mean, I'm just looking at through, through some of them and I think that. 
I think we did the only one that we didn't really not mention out of the you know the early ones where you know the ones that we love the most I would say is obviously two which has got the monkey's paw the two bat, yeah, yeah the monkey's paw the bat zone and if if I only had a brain and I think it's if I only had a brain is one of the reasons why I probably skip this one really i would have had yeah. if only i had a brain as the best one in this really i, I, I so i love I, this is why i love i think i just love on. mr burns yeah no, that's anything fair. with mr burns it is just going to be brilliant yeah that's fair yeah no it's it's it is a good one i just i quite like the bart zone which that's the one where you can make up stuff with his mind into it it is yeah again good and Homer tries to hit him with a chair, but don't think yeah. about it. Don't think about it. Yep, that's good. That's very Just good. Walk in there and the... smash him with a chair. <laughs> the monkey's paw as well has got a good line when obviously gets the monkey's paw and then they're like, Where'd you get it? He's like, I got it from that guy up over there. And then he's like, Oh no, wait, over there. And he's like, You'll be sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he used to be the president of Algeria. The guy who sold it to him. Yes, like, I don't want yeah. your life story. <laughs> Other than that, I say I think that we have covered some some of the some of the better ones, anyways. Because after ten, I mean, you've got well, yeah, it's going know, downhill. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely for me, anyways, like season thirteen, you know, Triassic of our uh, twelve, sorry, not bothered at all. Oh, in fairness, House of Wax um, is good. I think that's the one I'm thinking of, which is that's the one where yes, yeah, it's, it's uh, where Pierce Brosnan's in it, isn't it? Oh, the house. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that is quite a good one. Yeah, have that's they done the only Stranger one. Things. Sorry. Have they done Stranger Things? They have, I but I've still fan. not seen it. Yeah, I've not seen it. The, the last thing that I actually get this right. So just on a bit of a side tangent, on in season thirty-three, so that would be Triassic thirty-two. They did a Nightmare on Elm Tree, so that to me says they're running out of ideas. <laughs> I think they are. Yeah. Um, but I would say the last sorry, the last good thing that I would say that I saw from a Trias of Horror was I don't know you probably might have caught it in fact it did go around on on socials and such was the um, the opening uh, the opening title sequence which was done by Guillermo del Toro. No, um, who did Pan's Labyrinth? Yes, he did the opening. He did the opening for one of them, and it is absolutely brilliant. No way! I'll definitely check that out as soon as we're yeah. done. I'm sure it was Trials of Horror. It could, it's either Trials of Horror or it's definitely a Simpsons episode anyway. It was all done. Maybe it wasn't Trials of Horror just a Simpsons episode. Who knows? But he definitely did it anyways. And it's 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 worth a watch if you've not seen it, listeners. Um, but yeah, so like what we've spoke about, obviously in terms of the next Trials of Horror 33 with the um, Death Death Note uh, spoof, we're also going to be getting the Puka Duke, which is the Babadook spoof. Okay. Uh, and then we're getting a spoof of Westworld with Simpsons World. Uh, prior to that, we're getting the bonus episode, which is Trials of Horror Presents Not It, which is the parody of It. So I am actually going to watch this one. I think I'm definitely going to watch it. Yeah, I will join you in that. Yeah. But yeah, like you say, like we've said, they do, for us anyways, decline in quality. Um, much like The Simpsons, the writing just... I think you know we, we could easily do an episode. We probably will as well, mate, because I've loved doing this. I would love to get you back on to talk about just best our favourite Simpsons episodes, which probably might even be a longer episode than this one, to be honest with you. I mean, we've already discussed <laughs> about splitting this in two parts, so listeners, if you listen to part two of this, great, thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I would love to do that because there's some, there's some excellent ones. But yeah, it, for me, they say, don't they, that The Simpsons, to coin the phrase, jumped the shark was when Skinner mm. turned out to not be Skinner. I didn't mind that episode as much. I know we're going to go way off here, but I don't know if you've seen recently, um, Martin 
it has recently turned out is not actually a pupil. He's a 30-year-old undercover agent. No, not having it. No. No, no. Yeah. No, no, no that's, so that's I think, ridiculous. I think that might have even pushed it too far for I'm me. I'm not having that. I'm going to pretend <laughs> that you didn't tell me that because that's shocking. <laughs> that's Sorry if you're a Simpsons fan and you actually like this new crap, but that's crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that is terrible. Sorry, you've, you've finished me on a... You need to go back to being happy. This is maybe... This has upset me. What's this nonsense? Well, it is Halloween, mate. Oh, well, you've scared me, definitely. Yeah, terrifying. <laughs> scared me, mate. But yeah, no, man. I have absolutely loved having you on talk about these Simpsons episodes, Treehouse of Horror. It's great fun, and I am definitely going to be continuing watching these over the uh, over the spooky season. It, it's perfect timing as well. I wanted to get this on, and especially to get on such a fan, because we... I think you'll say our, our kindling of love and friendship probably was you know by the simpsons but also blink one eight two i think <laughs> yeah who have been in the simpsons on they the have. 300th episode yeah yeah there you go coming together um <laughs> but mate I, I any any final thoughts on the treehouse of horrors no i just want to say thank you so much for having me on joe um yeah i put more preparation into this than any job interview exam presentation i've ever done and i think it was definitely worth it mate, so yeah i just been, want to say thank you man it's always been a pleasure blast. talking to you Oh no, mate! Thank you so much for coming on. It's absolutely lovely to have you on. I, I've been meaning to get you on, and what, what better way really than to talk about Simpsons, like classic, good old classic Simpsons. Love it exactly. But no, mate, you are welcome on any time, any day. So we'll definitely sort something out. Probably the next time you hear Jolliver's voice will be uh, on another Simpsons episode. Maybe I would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much again, pal. It's been ace.